discuter de tout ça. I don't want to set the world on fire. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Good evening, good afternoon, or good morning, whenever it may be, wherever you may be, and however you may be hearing my voice. Whether it be via download through one of the many podcast platforms, or if you are listening to the premiere on the Alternate Current Radio's live stream, I appreciate you tuning in and joining me as we attempt to navigate the shark-infested waters of the agenda-centivized media and look past the propaganda. This is your daily dose of what's currently all the ruckus. What in God's name is going on in here? What was that ruckus? Uh, what ruckus? I was just in my office and I heard a ruckus. Could you describe the ruckus, sir? Watch your tongue, young man. Watch it. As the number of people in the U.S. who have been quote-unquote vaccinated against COVID continues to increase, while at the same time, new quote-unquote cases and deaths attributed to coronavirus continues to decrease, states all across the nation have begun lifting precautionary measures, aka forced shutdowns, and many businesses are eager to return to some sense of normalcy, aka open back up. Yet, despite an overwhelming population of employees that have been without work for an ungodly year long or more, two weeks to slow the spread, employers are suddenly facing a new challenge and are actually struggling to find workers. What's up with that? You're listening to Alternate Current Radio. I'm Adam Clark and this is The Daily Ruckus. Employers need workers. Workers need jobs. What's the problem? as written by Dana Sparks for Oregon's The Register Guard. As restrictions loosen and people venture out, they might find their favorite joint or store is understaffed. The economic effect of the COVID-19 pandemic has put more strain on an industry already coping with issues, such as pay and working conditions, resulting in many employers struggling to hire for open positions. The pandemic impacted jobs across every field, but it was the hospitality industry that took the brunt, and a workforce quote-unquote shortage has further hindered restaurants, hotels, and bars from bouncing back more quickly. Oregon's Employment Department, OED, reported in an April blog post, quote, more than 60% of Oregon's lost jobs in the spring of 2020 were in bars, hotels, nail salons, restaurants, and schools. Recent, large rebounds have been notable in leisure and hospitality, which has been adding more jobs per month than the overall economy did pre-COVID, end quote. Oregon job openings have generally returned to pre-pandemic levels, but more than half of employers are having difficulty finding staff. Lane County lost approximately 7,100 jobs in the food and beverage industry by April 2020, and only recovered 31%, or roughly 2,200 by April 2021. Recently published employment statistics from 
OED show. The OED report said, quote, As these businesses look to hire workers with similar skills at the same time, it does increase difficulty and wages or perks to get workers in the door and on the job, end quote. On the surface, the supply and demand for work would suggest hospitality workers should be available to meet today's demand, but that's not the case. The reason depends on whom you ask. In part, repeated shutdowns have impeded businesses' ability to operate indoors at all, let alone return to full productivity. For those looking for work, the lackluster return to a frontline job with the same pay and questionable benefits in unpredictable circumstances is proving less than acceptable. But for others, there was never a question of going back to work. Employers have some inherent staffing limitations with a number of Oregon counties still in quote-unquote high-risk or moderate-risk for COVID-19. While some businesses expressed difficulty in planning staffing as restrictions continued to change, others reported a struggle to open up to the extent they are allowed because of being short-staffed. Andy Vobara, Travel Lane County Vice President of Stakeholder Relations, explained, quote, We've got hotels that are blocking rooms, not even selling their rooms, because they don't have the housekeeping staff to turn them, end quote. Travel Lane County is a private, non-profit association that serves visitors in the area with support for and from business, civic, government, and community groups. The group aims to increase tourism. Vobora said, quote, So businesses have suffered from not having any customers, and once the customer traffic picks up, they don't have the employees to serve them, end quote. In response, Travel Lane County has started a list of hospitality businesses that are seeking employees. Vobora said that he had more than 35 businesses, including 12 hotels and almost 20 restaurants, reach out in the first week looking for assistance spreading the word. Vobora wrote in the listing, quote, Area hospitality businesses have worked hard to survive this past year, and while lawmakers are acting to jumpstart recovery efforts and get Americans moving, recovery can only happen if our restaurants, lodging establishments, and attractions have adequate staffing to meet the coming demand. End quote. Hole in the Wall Barbecue normally operated six or seven days a week for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, depending on the location, with anywhere from 30 to 40 staff members based on demand. Now, the restaurant's Eugene and Springfield locations are operating five days a week with shortened hours and breakfast only on the weekend. Front and back of house staff are tired and so is management. Quote, It's a real challenge. It's probably one of the most challenging times that I've gone through in staffing in the 36 to 38 years I've been in management, General Manager Gary Rogers said. Before the pandemic, Rogers said he could make a post on Craigslist looking for staff and yield 30 resumes in two days easily. These days, the responses are full of interview no-shows and applicants churning down offers. He's only been able to successfully bring on two staff members since January when he started preemptively looking. Quote, I'm operating two restaurants on limited hours with about 22 people total, Rogers said. I'm now closed Monday and Tuesday at the Springfield operation just because of the fact that I cannot find staff and the staff that I have is exhausted from working so much, myself included. End quote. In hopes of finding qualified workers for front and back of house positions, Rogers has changed his recruiting approach. He's expanded help wanted listings from Craigslist to Facebook, a temp agency, Travel Lane County, 
and Handshake, which recruits from the University of Oregon, Bushnell University, and Oregon State University. He's also reached out to sponsors and social work agencies connected to families looking for work. Quote, rather than staff to the business, which is what we normally would do, I have to adjust the business to the staff, Rogers said. I made the decision last week to close our Springfield operation one more day because it got to the breaking point. I had to do something different because of the lack of employees, end quote. Rogers explained this affects his current employees because their hours, and ultimately their income, are impacted. And it's not just a problem for him, but many of his peers around the country. Quote, it's not just the restaurant business either. It's a lot of industries, which tells me that there's something that's going on that's causing this. There is a lot of industries that are doing well as a whole right now, and they're still having a hard time, Rogers said. I believe with the federal government stimulus, which is trying to help people through the unemployment process by throwing more dollars to them weekly, kind of incentivizes employees to not go back to work, end quote. Rogers' concern is shared by a number of restaurant operators in Oregon and across the nation. Like Rogers, Matthew Slane believes federal subsidies have enabled people to delay going back to work longer than they otherwise might have. Slane, the CEO of Quality Restaurant Group, said he understands workers want higher wages, but in an industry that runs on thin profit margins, those pay increases, coupled with other skyrocketing costs, could drive a restaurant into the ground pretty quickly. As it stands today, he said, some restaurants are barely hanging on. Quality Restaurant Group, QRG, owns and operates 350 quick-service restaurants with more than 9,000 employees across 15 states. Slane said, quote, In Florida, we often have to close early or open late, or in some cases, we close restaurants for a few hours because we just don't have enough workers to keep them open, end quote. Slane said his company has upped wages and begun paying some employees retention bonuses and referral fees. It is considering enhancing other benefits, including improved medical coverage and tuition reimbursement. It has begun to offer premium pay and bonus opportunities, as well as a free meal per shift to each employee, a bigger perk than the discount on meals it previously offered. He said, quote, Really, more than anything, we are focusing on training our managers and above-store leaders to make sure that we are providing the best work environment that we can, end quote. Oregon's minimum wage is dependent on location. For Lane County, classified by the state, as a quote-unquote standard area, the minimum wage is $12 and will increase by 75 cents again in July and the next two years. Tips are separate and cannot be counted as wages. Rogers estimates front and back of house workers across the local restaurant industry make upwards of $20 per hour, including gratuity. For hole in the wall, kitchen staff start above minimum wage and entry-level front of house workers begin at minimum wage, but still have a higher earning potential with gratuity included. At full time, that estimated $20 per hour is a gross average of $800 per week. However, that estimate drops dramatically if an employee isn't getting tips. Full-time at minimum wage is a gross average of $480 per week. One fair wage reported that during the pandemic, 
83% of servers in a national poll reported that gratuity had decreased significantly. Two-thirds of these servers said their tips decreased by at least 50%. One Fair Wage is a national nonprofit that advocates on behalf of sub-minimum wage workers in conjunction with the University of California Berkeley Food Labor Research Center. In contrast, OED estimates unemployment benefits average $670 per week with the current additional $300 COVID supplement, which is about the same as working full-time at $16.75 per hour. Earlier in the pandemic, the stimulus added $600 per week, which is equal to $24.25 per hour at 40 hours per week. Kenny Lang, 50, has spent most of his life working in the hospitality industry. He's worked at Hole in the Wall for more than seven years, and with the same owners, Richard and Linda Becker, before that at Shadow Hill Country Club in Junction City. Lang is the bar manager and chooses to be an hourly employee, as opposed to salary, after having the freedom to try out being the Springfield restaurant manager. Lang said, quote, When I first interviewed with Gary and Richard, Richard said, We want this to be the last job you ever have to have. We're gonna take care of you. We're gonna treat you well and give you a great place to work. And so far, that's been the case, end quote. Lang was only receiving unemployment benefits for a month and a half before he opted to go back to work when Hole in the Wall reopened for takeout last year, even though the benefits and added stimulus bonus equaled more than his monthly pay. He received between $4,000 to $4,500 per month from unemployment with the added $600 unemployment stimulus. Lang said, quote, I came right back. I could have sat at home and just enjoyed all that money, but it wasn't mine. And I've always been a stand-on-my-own-feet kind of guy, end quote. Hourly employees at Hole in the Wall have the option to contribute to an IRA, an individual retirement account, with a percentage of their contributions matched. Salary employees have access to health insurance. Wages aside, Lang didn't feel concerned about exposure to COVID-19 and felt eager to return to the restaurant, a place he described as his community with co-workers being like family or actual family. As the lunchtime rush set in on Tuesday, Lang greeted his customers, recognizing regulars and remembering their orders. Lang offered the preferred beer of one regular customer before he needed to ask and the meal order of another, down to how they like to split the plate. Quote, We have so many regulars I've known for years, he said, like these guys here. I knew he's having a Budweiser when he walked in the door, and that's the way I like like it. I worked in country clubs for 18 years, and I've always enjoyed the family sense. End quote. Like Lang, a number of his co-workers have been there as long or longer than him. He said, quote, We've all been here for a long time. It just shows that we work for good people and the food. You can believe in it. You can stand by it. In contrast to the other restaurant staff with almost a decade's worth of experience at Hole in the Wall, Josie Collum has only worked there two years, but it's been long enough for her to really love the restaurant, staff, and owners. Collum said, with the way things are right now, she could have three different jobs, but she chooses hole in the wall. She said, quote, I have a really good second family here. Gary's really good to me. I love Mark the cook and everybody here. Tammy, Kenny, Lisa, everybody. I just love working with them and I care about the company. I care about Richard Becker and Linda Becker who started it. 
end quote. At the beginning of the pandemic, the Oregon Office of Economic Analysis found that one in six Oregonians in the labor force has children, works a job that cannot be done from home, and doesn't have another adult present at home to care for the children. Quote, if there's no access to child care for people or they have other responsibilities at home that make it hard for them to go to work, that's certainly a big barrier to returning to work, Edgar Najatu said. Najatu is the executive director at Workplace Fairness, a nonprofit with a mission to educate people around the country on workplace rights. Child care costs range based on geographic location, age, full or part-time, type of center, and if applicable, whether it's the school year or summer. In a 2020 market price study, the Oregon Department of Human Services found that urban areas of Lane County, like Eugene Springfield, have quote-unquote high costs, similar to Bend and the surrounding areas of Portland. Average starting monthly cost of care per child in the urban areas of Lane County range from $400 to $1,100 at a center, while large home-based operations range from roughly $600 to $900. Small home-based care was provided only in hourly measures, estimating care between $3.50 to $4 per hour per child. With some schools back to in-person and others still operating online, there is a need for added flexibility in childcare. Hole in the Walls column is a mom of two kids, ages 7 and 9, and usually works from 9am to 4pm, four days a week, a schedule that allows her to spend the evening with her children. She said, quote, it's a flexible, very family-friendly workplace, and Gary is a very open-door manager. I've never felt out of place for asking questions, and I've never been judged for doing things my own way." End quote. Colum receives assistance for childcare expenses she has during the weekdays, but COVID caused her weekend daycare to shut down. As an alternative, she pays her family $80 per weekend to watch her kids while she works, costing her about $240 per month. She said, quote, In the first round of COVID shutdown, when unemployment was really backed up. I was out for three months. I was so bored. I came in here and asked Gary if I could just volunteer or something because I was just tired of being at home and just needed to help the restaurant and be a part of the team." End quote. From a financial standpoint, it appears minimum wage workers on unemployment with children stand more to gain by staying home with their children than returning to work and paying for childcare. Because of this, going back to work is simply not an option for workers without the added support of their workplace. For many families, the cost of childcare is prohibitive, agreed Tom Veenstra, vice president of administration at Career Source Palm Beach County. He said because women tend to pick up that slack more often than men, and because most hospitality workers are women, that leaves fewer women available to work. He said, quote, There isn't the number of people in the labor pool available like there would ordinarily be. End quote. OED reported that COVID-related reasons prevented 45,000 people in Oregon from looking for work during the last quarter of 2021. Some don't believe income is the only deciding factor here, including Najatu. He said, quote, There are many aspects to it. One is certainly an ongoing concern for safety. End quote. Safety, in this instance, refers to COVID-19, of course, as service workers have dealt with high rates of exposure to the virus. Conflict between 
between employees and customers is higher than usual over enforcing pandemic safety protocols. One Fair Wage reported, a majority of service workers said dealing with hostile customers over this issue occurs at least weekly, and they see a significant decrease in tips after they enforce safety protocols. Sexual harassment of wait staff by customers also has become a bigger issue since the pandemic started, even though the industry was already found to have the highest rates of sexual harassment previously. One Fair Wage reported, quote, nearly 250 workers shared sexualized comments from customers, a substantial portion of which were requests from male customers that female service workers remove their mask so that they could judge their looks and implicitly determine their tips on that basis, end quote. One Fair Wage further examined this as an intersection of racism, sexism, and a threat to personal safety in and out of the pandemic. Najatu said, quote, I think that any reasonable person would think twice about where they want to go back if they feel that their personal safety is at risk, end quote. Registerguard.com Well, it sounds to me like employers really need to start finding some new ways in order to get applicants in the door and to retain employees once they're hired. How about a bunch of cool new incentives? You know, things like college subsidies for children and spouses? Free rooms for summer hotel employees? How about a free set of knives for aspiring culinary workers? Oh, and appetizers on the house for anyone willing to sit down for a restaurant job interview. The New York Times reports, determined to lure new employees and retain existing ones in a suddenly hot job market, employers are turning to new incentives that go beyond traditional monetary rewards. In some cases, the offerings include the potential to reshape career paths like college scholarships and guaranteed admission to management training programs. Despite an unemployment rate of 5.8% in May, the sudden reopening of vast swaths of the economy has left companies scrambling for workers as summer approaches, especially in the service sector. What's more, in many cases, the inducements are on top of increases in hourly pay. The result is a cornucopia of new benefits as human resource officers and employees alike rethink what makes for a compelling compensation package. And in a path-breaking move, some businesses are extending educational benefits benefits to families of employees. The labor market was relatively tight before the pandemic struck in early 2020, with an unemployment rate of 3.5%. But the rise of non-cash offerings is a new wrinkle. Many large companies find themselves pitted against other giants in the search for workers with similar types of skills and experience, and want to stand out, especially in the rush to staff back up after the pandemic. Quote, we knew we had to do something radical different to make waste management attractive when you have other companies looking for the same type of worker, said Tomla Oates Forney, chief people officer at Waste Management. There is such a war for talent that compensation isn't a differentiator. You can never have too many drivers, she said. When you think about Amazon and Walmart, we're going after the same population, end quote. The company will pay for employees to earn bachelor's and associate degrees, as well as certificates in areas like data analytics and business management. In a significant expansion, waste management will begin offering these scholarships 
scholarships to spouses and children of workers this year for enrollment in January. Jim Fish, Waste Management's chief executive, said, quote, We can do something that really changes people's lives. For someone with kids in high school, this is a big deal. End quote. JBS USA, the nation's largest meat packer, began offering to pay for college degrees for its 66,000 workers as well as one child per employee in March. The move followed an increase of more than 30% in hourly pay over the last year, said Chris Gaddis, head of human resources at JBS USA. At large beef processing plants, floor workers earn $21 an hour, with salaries rising to $30 an hour for employees with more advanced skills. Gaddis said, quote, We're seeing a lot more innovation both in terms of wages and secondary incentives, but nobody is doing what we're doing in terms of rural America, end quote. The educational incentives at JBS and waste management are designed both to reduce turnover and to attract new employees. Each company fully pays tuition at a selected group of institutions. The JBS program offers a wider variety of majors and certificates. With dependents covered for schooling, careers can stretch from years to decades instead. Each time an hourly employee leaves waste management, it costs a minimum of $12,000 to search for and hire a replacement, Mr. Fish said. What's more, among drivers, 50% of safety incidents involve those with three years or less on the job. Quote, in terms of safety, the longer you are here, the better you are, Mr. Fish said. And by paying for education, he added, quote, there is a real hook. End quote. Waste management estimates the cost will be $5 million to $10 million for the first year of the employee program. In the wake of the pandemic, employers are thinking more holistically about their employees and their goals, including personal and family life, said Anne Elizabeth Conkle, an economist at the Indeed Hiring Lab. Extending the benefits to spouses and children seeks to address those considerations. Quote, you can't hide your family life, Conkle said. Everybody has had to watch wildly change what they've done the last 15 months, end quote. As generous as the incentives may seem, they can be cheaper than across-the-board pay raises, said Daniel Zhao, a senior economist with the career site Glassdoor. Still, he said, quote, committing to a new benefit program is a pretty significant move and signals a longer-term commitment than coupons or one-time bonuses, end quote. Natalie Mendoza-Yanez joined JBS four and a half years ago as a production floor employee in Tolson, Arizona, before moving to the Human Resources Department. With help from the company, she is planning to study international business at nearby Glendale Community College in August. Quote, It feels like the opportunity fell from the sky, said Miss Mendoza Yanez who hopes to work for JB's unit in Australia one day. I'm really excited about it. I was going back to school, but it's pricey, end quote. The competition for new hires is especially intense in the leisure and hospitality industry, which has surged back to life after shutting down almost completely last spring. Applebee's is seeking to hire 10,000 people this summer and announced last month that it would hand out vouchers for a free appetizer to anyone who scheduled an interview, hoping for 10,000 applicants 
applicants, the restaurant chain got 40,000 as a result of the offer, said John Sawinski, Applebee's president. Quote, our number one selling category is appetizers, so we decided to offer an app for an app, he said. I've got guests coming back in droves, but I don't have all the team members I'd like, end quote. To attract workers this summer, Omni Hotels and Resorts is offering a range of incentives, including free hotel rooms for summer employees at some properties, as well as guaranteed entrance into the company's management training program for staff members who stay through Labor Day. New employees will also receive three free nights at the Omni Hotel of their choice. Joy Rothschild, Omni's chief human resources officer, said, quote, We have to put aside guest rooms in our hotels so employees wouldn't need to worry about where they would live so they could take this job. We have never taken guest rooms out of inventory for housing before. End quote. Members of the culinary team will get a free set of knives and weekly sit-downs with the executive chef in the kitchen where they work so they can tap the chef's expertise. Quote, we needed to do something to grab the attention of culinary students, Miss Rothschild said. I've seen a lot of people offering monetary incentives, but we didn't feel that was enough. The college students coming want something more than the paycheck. End quote. Not that cash has gone completely out of style. All of Omni's summer hires get a $250 signing bonus, plus a $500 retention bonus at the end of the season. Omni has also raised pay and created new tiers in some jobs based on experience. Entry-level housekeepers can earn $16 an hour at the Omni Barton Creek Resort and Spa in Austin, Texas, while those with more than two years' experience now come in at $17 an hour. Chuck E. Cheese, the family entertainment center chain, is hiring 5,000 employees this summer and recently expanded its scholarship program. It is also offering employees $1,500 bonuses when they refer managers. Miss Rothschild believes that the additional incentives are needed to fill the ranks. If anything, she added, new ones are on the way. Quote, I don't think we're done with incentives, she said. We want to see how much traction we get with these, but I suspect we will be coming out with more. End quote. NYTimes.com you know, to be completely honest, folks, if you're anything like me, one of the biggest barriers to re-entry in the workforce has absolutely nothing to do with pay or incentives. And before I explain to you exactly what that is, let me set the stage by sharing the following article written by Benjamin Kale for Mass Live, who asks, should employers mandate COVID vaccine proof? Americans largely support COVID-19 vaccination proof requirements for travelers, particularly those who fly and travel internationally. But Americans are almost evenly divided on whether employers should force workers to show if they're vaccinated before returning to the workplace. A new poll shows, according to an Axios-Ipsos survey of more than 1,000 adults across the country, 52% of Americans support employer-mandated vaccines before people head back to work, and 48% are opposed. The June poll comes as vaccination totals rise and states lift precautionary measures following significant drops in new cases, hospitalizations, and deaths. And as many businesses eager to shift to a post-pandemic normalcy struggle to find workers. The Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, EEOC, recently said that employers can impose vaccine-proof mandates without violating employees' civil rights. 
rights. In an updated guidance on May 28th, the agency said EEOC laws, quote, do not prevent an employer from requiring all employees physically entering the workplace to be vaccinated for COVID-19, end quote. An employer mandate, however, would be subject to several regulations providing, quote unquote, reasonable accommodations for those with disabilities or sincerely held religious beliefs or practices. The poll showed that just 5% of the employed respondents said their bosses forced them to get their vaccine. Last month, Massachusetts Governor Charlie Baker announced a program letting employers book blocks of appointments for workers at one of the state's mass vaccination sites, or give businesses the option of requesting mobile pop-up clinics to arrive on site at scheduled times to deliver shots. Mass Live Com. Well, there you have it, folks. I think you know where I'm going with this, but just in case, let me spell it out for you. If you are an employer struggling to restaff your business and are looking for a unique and clever new way to entice people to come back to work, here's a crazy idea. Instead of offering them more money and appetizers to come fill out an application, why not simply make it a company policy that your organization believes in freedom of choice, body sovereignty, and health privacy, and that you do not require vaccinations in order to work there. For the ACR, I'm Adam Clark, and this has been The Daily Ruckus for Wednesday, June 9th, 2021. For more information, please visit alternatecurrentradio.com.